Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Blessed Virgin Mary, I am the mother of mercy, full of charity and sweetness. I am the ladder of sinners, the hope and pardon of the guilty. I am the consolation of the sorrowful and special joy of the saints. I will have compassion upon all them that call upon me. I will beseech the Father for you. I will beseech the Son that you may be reconciled unto him through the Holy Ghost. Approach unto me, you sons of men. Behold and see my zeal for you unto God, Jesus Christ, my Son. Isaiah, the prophet, over 700 years before Christ, speaks of her to the Israelites. Hear you therefore, O house of David. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. 
as ever and again, in blue and sunny rifts amidst the storm of the prophet's wrath against the evildoers of Israel, is the hope and promise of those who shall be saved. So ever and again gleam the bright figures of the Virgin and her child, the hope and expectation of all mankind. In the book of Micaeus and in the book of Jeremiah and in the book of Ezekiel, again and again we read prophecies of the Virgin who is to bear the Savior of the world. I will rejoice exceedingly in the Lord, and my soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me in the garments of salvation, and with the robe of justice he has covered me, as a bride adorned with her jewels. Truly those mighty mountain peaks, the prophets of the Lord, reaching up into the rare atmosphere of inspiration, caught glimpses of Mary, her fullness of grace, the virgin birth. It was in the reign of Augustus Caesar, a reign marked by peace over the world, a peace of corruption and decay. The world was becoming old. Its sunset was tinted with blood while it looked for the budding of a divine infant who would bring the pure light of a new day. In the temple of Jerusalem, an aged priest named Zachary approached the altar to offer his prayers. Hear, O Lord, our God. Zachary, hear the word of God. Who calls me? I, I am afraid. Fear not, Zachary. Thy prayer has been heard, and thy wife Elizabeth is to bear thee a son, to whom thou shalt give the name of John. From the time when he is yet a child in his mother's womb, he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. He shall bring back many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God. He shall unite the hearts of all, the fathers with the children, and teach the disobedient the wisdom that makes men just, preparing for the Lord a people fit to receive him. By what sign am I to be assured of this? I am an old man now, and my wife is far advanced in age. My name is Gabriel, and my place is in God's presence. Behold, thou shalt be dumb and have no power of speech until the day when this is accomplished, and that because thou hast not believed my promise, which shall in due time be fulfilled. Behold! Zachary stands as one in a dream. He stumbles on the altar steps. He will fall. Look! He imparts the blessing, but no words come from his lips. Zachary has lost the power of speech. He is struck dumb. And thus begins the prelude 
to the incarnation of Christ the Lord. Maternity now possessed Elizabeth, and her heart throbbed with the happiness of youth, as she secretly thanked God without ceasing for having blessed her, even in her old age, remembering her as he had Abraham's wife Sarah. And she hid herself from the sight of men for five months. Come and hear, all you that fear God. And I will tell you what great things the Lord hath done for my soul. Rejoice exceedingly in God, all the earth. Sing a psalm unto his name, and glory to his praise. Come and hear me, all you that reverence God, and I will tell you what great things the Lord hath done for my soul. As the Lord liveth, in me he hath fulfilled his tenderness of heart, and I shall relate to you what great things he hath done for my soul. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's fruitfulness, the angel again appeared. It was a day like any other day in Palestine. As usual, people were busy feeding their flocks, digging in the soil, talking aimlessly in the streets and trafficking in the marketplaces. Amidst the general indifference of men, the most divine event in all history was taking place. The angel singled out a little village, Nazareth. It was only a few dwellings, huddled together haphazardly on a scorched elevation of ground at the foot of Mount Tabor. In one of these, a maiden, lost in meditation on God, was praying as she worked. Hail, thou who art full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. What banner of greeting is this? Be not afraid, Mary. Thou hast found favor in the sight of God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shalt bear a son and shall call him Jesus. He shall be great, and men will know him for the Son of God Most High. The Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob eternally. His kingdom shall have no end. How can this be, since I have not the knowledge of man? The Holy Spirit will come upon thee, and the power of the Most High will overshadow thee. Thus that Holy One, which is born of thee, shall be known as the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, thy kinswoman, also has conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing shall be impossible with God. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. <laughs> 
Let it be done unto me according to thy word. Now in those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town of Judah. The village of Ein Karim was a walk of four or five days from Nazareth. In the sun and wind, the maiden walked along through the hills, and when she arrived at Ein Karim, Mary entered the house of Zachary and greeted Elizabeth. Peace be with thee, Elizabeth. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. How have I deserved that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, the moment the sound of thy greeting came to my ears, the babe in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed art thou for believing, for the message that was brought to thee from the Lord shall have fulfillment. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaid. For behold, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed because he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And from generation upon generation is his mercy to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the conceit of their heart. He has put down the mighty from their throne and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has given help to Israel, his servant, to Abram, and to his posterity forever. The handmaid of the Lord became the handmaid of Elizabeth, and with gentleness and simplicity, attended for three months to the household duties of her cousin, turning the stone that ground the meal in the early mornings, caring for the animals and baking the bread. And afterwards she returned to Nazareth, and Joseph, the spouse of Mary, was troubled when he saw her. For he perceived that she was with child and was minded to put her away privately. For he was a just man and not willing to shame her before the people. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take thy wife, Mary, to thyself. For it is by the power of the Holy Ghost that she has conceived this child. And she will bear a son whom thou shalt call Jesus for he is to save his people from their sins. So be it, Lord God Most High. Behold, our Lord cometh with power, and he shall lighten the eyes of his servants. Drop down, you heavens from above, and let the skies pour down the righteous one. Let the earth open and let it bring forth the Savior. 
Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from afar, and his brightness filleth the world. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, our God shall come. Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. Tell it out among the people and say, Behold, God our Savior cometh. The Lord goeth forth from his holy place. He cometh to save his people. Daughters of Jerusalem, why look you curiously upon me? What you see is a mystery of God. And it came to pass that her days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him up in swaddling clothes and laid him in an manger. And when the child was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And having fulfilled the days, when they returned, the child Jesus remained in Jerusalem, and his parents knew it not. And not finding him, they returned into Jerusalem, seeking him. Whither is my beloved gone? I will rise now and will go about the city. In the streets and broad ways I will seek him whom my soul loveth. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, hearing them, and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his wisdom and his answers. And his mother said, Son, why hast thou done so to us? Thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And Jesus replied, How is it you sought me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. And his mother kept all these words in her heart. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in the truth. Let my heart be glad that it may reverence thy name. Set me as a seal upon thy heart, as a seal upon thy arm, that it may reverence thy name. The ordinary life of every man begins as it began for Joseph, with the struggle for his daily bread. Mary worked without sparing herself in order to keep her house and to help Joseph. She turned the millstone, carried the water, washed, cooked, swept, and sewed. All the tired labor that was wearing out her physical strength became a service of adoration for her son. Rejoice with me, all you who love me, because the Most High has made choice of my heart that he might establish his throne therein and the reign of the son of his love. As soon as Jesus appears in the light of his messianic mission, Mary withdraws into the shade from a miracle in Cana until his death. Her son dominates the scene. 
She follows at a distance, not throwing the shadow of her personality across his path, but freeing him for the salvation of all until the dread hour of Calvary arrives. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews! They are multiplied that afflict me. Many rise up against me. Why, O Lord, are they multiplied that afflict me? Many are they who rise up against me. Many say to my soul, there is no salvation for him in his God. If thou be king of the Jews, save thyself and come down from the cross. He saved others. Let him save himself if he be Christ. My heart has become like melting wax within me. How long, O Lord, dost thou turn thy face from me? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? He hath made me desolate. All day I am faint with grief. My heart has become like melting wax within me. Woman, behold thy son. Behold thy mother. The bloodless body of Jesus weighs down upon the face and on the shoulder of the mother as if he were a boy, heavy with sleep. She receives him with tears and caresses. Once more she is the sole arbiter of that adorable body. For a long time she remains motionless, in a posture that made her the mother of a dead man. Was she not to be the mother of numberless martyrs who would be tortured Mutilated, bled, sawed in pieces, drowned in cages, or put to death from the same old calumnies and with the same savage instruments for preaching and confessing him. Mary, mother of the living, shed then the first tears of anguish over all the dead, over all who were to be offered to God in order that others might live. The written Gospels tell us nothing of Mary's witness of the resurrection of Jesus, of his ascension, of the early church after Pentecost, or about her hidden life of contemplation with St. John. She had gone through a death agony as queen of martyrs with her son. Now she died peacefully, was laid to rest in the tomb, and was taken up into heaven. Then the creator of all things commanded and said to me, Let thy dwelling be in Jacob and thy inheritance in Israel and take root in my elect. And so was I established in Zion and in the holy city likewise I rested. And my power was in Jerusalem 
and I took root in an honorable people and in the portion of my God. And my abode is in the full assembly of the saints. As the shepherd visiteth his flock in the day when he shall be in the midst of his sheep that were scattered, so will I visit my sheep and will deliver them out of all the places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will feed my sheep, and I will cause them to rest, and I will feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the river, and in all the inhabited places of the earth. I will save my flock, and it will no longer be a prey to enemies. Let us contemplate the infinite mercy of God. God who left the celestial bliss of heaven and took to himself our human nature from the substance of a Jewish maiden. God who walked the earth for a brief span, giving himself to us and for us. The way, the truth, and the light. Giving himself at last in fearful agony. The unblemished lamb, the innocent victim, laying down his life that we might live and to make the sacrifice complete, giving us his last remaining possession, his gentle mother, who would now become in truth the mother of us all. You who listen now, will you just forget? Shall these words slip out into space without touching your hearts? Or will you take them to yourself and let the Son of God's grace warm your lives through a new love? His dearest love, his blessed mother. I am the mother of mercy, full of charity and sweetness. I am the ladder of sinners, the hope and pardon of the guilty. I am the consolation of the sorrowful, and special joy of the saints. I will have compassion upon all them that call upon me. I will beseech the Father for you. I will beseech the Son that you may be reconciled unto him through the Holy Ghost. Approach unto me, you sons of men. Behold and see my zeal for you unto God, Jesus Christ, my Son. listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill, 
through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing... I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.